One, two, three. Dad without a dad production. Hey everybody, and welcome to Dad without a dad. That is Dad without a dad. My name is Jose de la Roca, and you guys can follow me anywhere at Mr. Jose de la Roca. That is at Mr. Jose de la Roca. And my name is Andy Griffiths. You can follow me at Twitter for, I don't know how long I'm going to be on Twitter. Let's see. Uh, at Gaming Goodness. Uh, I tweet about lots of different video game stuff, football stuff, and dad stuff occasionally. We've been gone for like a hundred weeks. So if anybody's new to this <laughs> podcast, uh, I am a watermelon, fresh out of the watermelon place. I went to visit after 23 years of absence since I got to to the United States, and Andy is English. He's one of the worst British ambassadors that you ever meet because we were just yep. making fun of him before I started recording. And today, uh, he is back to say hi to you. But uh, first, let's ask, how are you doing, Andy? <laughs> are you sad? Are you disappointed? Are you guys still throwing beer through the windows? Uh, so if anybody has been living in Iraq or lives in the United States and only cares about the football, like the one that you use your hands and yeah, are not and are not paying attention to the World Cup, um, we are recording on a Sunday. And yesterday, England <sighs> kind of like, well, with, I don't know. With... And then in my opinion, kind of messed it up. But then I was talking to my good friend from England, Andy. And he was very cheerful, and we did okay. I mean, soccer is huge for me, and in some countries, it's like life. And in England, it's it's life. But yet, we have here the British ambassador, and he was like, ah, we did cool. So explain to me how you're feeling today, and how is the country of England feeling today? So yesterday, we lost 2-1 to France in the World Cup quarterfinals. It was a... Very spirited performance, I would say. Uh, I, I We bossed periods of the game, at least in the second half. Um, the first half was pretty bad. Uh, I think on once you take the whole game into account, we, we probably deserve to just win it, maybe. Um, but like we, Harry Kane missed a penalty to tie up the game. In like the 80th minute, that was disappointing. Uh, <laughs> but then... When you're playing the world champions, as in France, and the favourites, and you know, Mbappe and, and Griezmann, and you know, well-respected players worldwide, and you kind of come up short, I think that's okay. I think we were sending texts before the game, right, and we said whoever's going to win this is probably going to win the whole thing. I still stand by that. Uh, although Morocco is looking really interesting, we, we can maybe talk about that. Um, but yeah, everyone's super sad, dude, uh, as you can expect. So everyone in the UK kind of geez them. It's the same thing every World Cup, whenever the World Cup is in a slightly um, controversial place. Like everyone focuses on that for the two weeks before the World Cup and everyone's like, oh, I'm not going to watch the World Cup. It's too controversial. All the migrant death workers and stuff like that. And then that lasts for about two days once the World Cup is on. And then it was like, oh my God, the World Cup, let's watch all these players play. And then everyone gets super excited. And then we we absolutely thrash uh, Iran first game. I think it was like 
six two or something or five seven. two. Seven, that's the one. And then we drew with the USA and then everyone was like, we went from being the best team in the world to like, oh, maybe Gareth Southgate isn't the man to isn't the manager for us. And then we beat Wales convincingly as well. And then we beat who was it in the quarters? Was it Cameroon? Uh, in the round before, it wasn't Cameroon, Senegal. might be Ghana. There, Senegal, that's the one. It was an African nation. Who is it that and I then, know more um, than <laughs> <laughs> mate? It was it was so long ago. Uh like and then when we knew we were playing France, it was very likely looking at the the way that groups were were set out that we were going to get and the seedings went that we knew we were going to get France. And we were super hopeful. And I was super hopeful. I thought we were gonna just shade it against France, maybe take it to penalties, who knew? And then yeah, um, it was disappointing. I think my overriding feeling from last night was like when you're a striker like Harry Kane, who has been so reliable for England, like ever since he got his first cap in goal in like 2015, I think it was Roy Hodgson gave him his first cap. And like, he's been through two England managers or three England managers. He's brilliant for Tottenham. He's been through like dozens of Tottenham managers at this point. Um, and he's absolutely awesome. And he's an awesome character off the pitch as well. Uh, and, you know, he, skied a penalty which looked way more dramatic than it should have been he scored the first one he was taking a penalty against Hugo Lloris who he plays with the Tottenham so yeah it was really disappointing and then obviously seen the referee get lots of stick on social media which is crazy because he gave us two penalties in a World Cup game so I think all the all the kind of the stars were aligning right like Brazil were about to were knocked out um and uh portugal were knocked out spain were knocked out germany's not in it uh italy's not in it um so i was like yeah maybe we've got a good chance uh and then last night happens so i wasn't i was pretty the thing is like nobody deliberately misses a penalty (laughs) do you know what i mean uh and the way it panned out last night it was just i think my overriding thing at the final whistle soon as Harry Kane missed that penalty, you're like, okay, we're not going to go through. Because like we couldn't really penetrate their defence massively. We created loads of chances. We had lots of pressure in the final third, but we had no like nailed-on chances, really. Um, and as soon as we missed that penalty, you kind of knew it was going to pan out the way that it did. I thought Mbappe had a really quiet game as well. Um, I thought we did really well containing him. Um, Griezmann played really, really well. Um, so... I don't know. I felt pretty philosophical at the end of it. There is something about England in that when we do well, because the the um, uh, the lionesses or England women won the European Championships in the summer, and that was awesome. And like everyone was watching women's football for two weeks, that was great. Uh, but when we won it, we kind of didn't really know what to do with ourselves as a nation. Like we much prefer to like almost win it or like some kind of calamity happens or some sort of controversy kind of keeps us from winning things. And then it's more of a narrative. It's something to talk about. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I still think we've got an amazingly young team that is quite experienced at this point at the top level. I just, we're just going to get better. Like Jude Bellingham, I put in my notes before the show today, like, Drew Bellingham is amazing. Star of the World Cup so far. Absolutely brilliant player. He's like 19. He's the, He was the first guy to like com, uh, commiserate Harry Kane when he missed the pen. He's like absolute superstar in the making. He's brilliant. Probably rumoured to join Liverpool in the summer. That's the transfer rumours at the moment. Um, and yeah, just, just proud of the players, really. Uh, I think losing to the favourites, losing to the world champions, uh, 
there's no disgrace in that, I don't think. Uh, I mean, we didn't have our World Cup uh, before I left. I had uh, my son talk about the World Cup. Uh, I wanted to do, but it's... So, first of all, this World Cup has been amazing. People are saying weird, and I was saying weird until I realized it's actually amazing to see all this stuff, like Portugal lose to Morocco and Japan and Korea go. And at some then for like 30 minutes, Costa Rica was going to uh, knock down Spain, and Spain was yep. going to leave. Uh, and then uh, um, uh, Mexico lost, and... It's been like the underdog World Cup, right? And then all this Brazil leaves and uh, and all this stuff. So it's been in a the, like the playing field has leveled, I guess. Yeah. Is that what yeah. it is? And then I guess they're going to bring more teams next World Cup. So we'll see how that goes. But so I was I was for you guys um, from the beginning. I've been saying that the final was going to be France. Argentina and then Argentina loses against Saudi Arabia and I'm thinking ah oh, stupid fucking Argentina <laughs> but it, it, it looks like it will it can play that way that France and Argentina uh although I don't know about Argentina I think Croatia's Cro- Croatia wants it more than Argentina yeah. I don't know if it makes sense but um uh, I think France there's no way anybody could be France. I don't know. It's, it's still a weird, weird World Cup. But watching the game yesterday, uh, you guys are down like in 10 minutes, right? Like 10 minutes, yeah. they score the goal. And I'm thinking, man, poor, poor England. And I'm thinking about you. And then I'm watching it with my son. And we're saying, oh, this is it. It's going to be like 3-0. And then first penalty. And I'm like, oh, cool. So it's 1-1. And then 2-1. Two, two, and I'm thinking, all right, this is it. And then the second penalty comes in, right? And then I'm like, this is it. Like, they're going to win it. And then, yeah. so, and then he misses it. And I'm talking to you and you're like, oh, it's okay. And I'm like very pissed because I'm like, <laughs> I'm pissed in a way that I don't know if I, if what is going to come out of my mouth is going to sound okay. But if you're destined to to be like the best of the bests, like either you are the best or you don't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like Dembele is really good, and but he has trouble finishing the plays, mm-hmm. finishing scoring. Yep. But if you think about Messi and Mbappe and players like that, I'm although Ronaldo kind of well, he didn't really miss. But like he had a chance at the end but of that he, game. Like but he didn't kick it up, right? He hit the yeah. goalie. So my point is like, <laughs> like he didn't kick it up, that's true. Like, he got on target. My my point is like like the best of the best players, they make it, right? And yeah. like for example, Messi missed the a penalty, but he hit it to the goalie, right? Yeah. So the point is like he hits it all the way up, and I'm thinking Ah, uh, yeah. Like I think so I I was watching it with my wife. I missed the first 20 minutes of the first half because my son just wouldn't go to bed, which is is what it is, right? Um 
And then we watched it until their first goal came in and my son watched it with me and he, he still doesn't. I, I mean, he's, he's, he's almost five. He still doesn't really give a shit about football. He always asks like, which team are we rooting for? And I say the white team because they play in white. And he's like, we always root for the white team. I'm going to root for the blue team. And I was like, okay, you do you, man. It's fine. Um, and then uh, they, they scored first, obviously. And it was that dubious one where there was a foul on Saka on the wing. Um, but the referee didn't call it. And then they got up the other and France got up the other end and they score. And I'm like, you know what? I see how this is panning out. Let's put you to bed. And then I come back down and I saw the first penalty get awarded. So I must have missed a little bit of the first half as well. And then when that second penalty got awarded, when I can't remember what French player it was, but Mount just came on the pitch. And all the French player did was basically shoulder barged him, but he shoulder barged him right in his center core. Like in the in the in the ball of his back, it was the not Latino. even looking at the ball. It was Hernandez. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, "That's a penalty all day long." It was given, and then obviously Kane skied it, and that sucked. And then I was like, "We've still got seven minutes. Like, we've still got time to do something here." And when they put the injury time indicator up and said, "There's like nine minutes left," I was like, "You know what? We could totally do this. This has been the World Cup of like late goals, crazy amounts of injury time, and." Yeah, it just didn't happen. Like we had that free kick. He had it, and then he threw it all the way to the windows. It's like you missed it. I mean, like, and then and then Rashford came on, and then there was that free kick, which was literally like the ninety eighth minute of the ninety nine, I think. And then there was all this. Like it took ages for them to settle everyone and get everyone sorted out. And then he took it, and I'm like, "There's no way he's going to score this." Nobody scores a free kick. Like with a minute to go in injury time, they just don't. Apart uh, from that awesome Netherlands one, right? The the one the night before. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's it's all fine. I mean, the Euros is in eighteen months' time, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. Well, I had a really fascinating discussion today with my um, with my brother and his son when they were just like, "Ah, oh, but who cares about the Euros?" I'm like, "Man, when the Euros is on, you wait. You guys are gonna be all over it." We will, uh, you know, we'll still have to play and beat France at some point, most likely. Um, but our team's getting older. Our team's getting more experienced. We're only going to get better. Um, Gareth Southgate hasn't decided if he wants to keep on going yet or not. I think he's key to the future of England. I think they're playing really good football. Um, and they're playing super confident. And they play free-flowing football as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm still hopeful. I, I think we should definitely predict what's going to happen with the with the rest of the World Cup. Um, I think that Morocco have uh, got a really good chance for the reason that when uh, they remind me a lot of that Greece team that won the Euros in 2004. So home advantage is totally a thing in the World Cup. We all know that. For any like tournament, really. Um, and they are like packing stadiums in Qatar. Uh, like the atmosphere for when they knocked out Portugal was amazing. Um, so I think they've got a chance. France have a history of underestimating teams as well. And they might think, you know what? We can, we can play through these guys. Morocco are so good defensively. They're really, really disciplined and they're brilliant at counter-attacking as well. So all of the components are there for a Morocco upset, I think. Wait, so what are you saying? What's the, so what's the final then? So the final will be Morocco-Argentina. I think Argentina will be too much for Croatia. I think Croatia are... They're really old. Are you saying uh, they're tired? Because 
Look at yeah. Mor- Modric. It's like that guy is like 105, <laughs> but he plays like he's 15. Yeah, he's awesome. He's great. But they, I, you know, they, they, the, was it? There's a bunch of guys in the Croatian team that used to play for Southampton, um, including their centre half. God, his name escapes me at the moment. But like, they're they're a really old team, dude. Like, they'll run out of steam at some point, and you know, I think Argentina are really, really, really good. And you saw that in the Netherlands game at riling other teams up and kind of making them kind of go off their game a little bit by just winding them up and and doing stupid little fouls and like berating the referee and stuff like that. They're just a horrible team to play against. I think with Croatia, they haven't had that yet. Uh, And I think when you're old and playing football, that stuff really pisses you off (laughs) because you know it's totally not cool. Um, uh, And it's the messy effect as well, right? Like... um, it's like uh, the goal that Neymar scored in extra time before they got knocked out. Um, like that goal was amazing. Uh, you know, literally one twos um, and just running on through and doing really well. Like Messi's brilliant. They won't be able to keep Messi, uh, you know, on on a leash, so to speak. So yeah, that that would be my pick. So Argentina against Morocco is that what you say? Yeah, yeah, for and, final. And then Argentina wins it. Yeah. I just want to go back to something you said. You said at some point England is going to beat France, and I'm thinking, yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you said they're young and everything, I mean, look at France. It's like these guys. It's like they're going around the world picking the best players and be like, hey, uh, you're really good. You want to come and live in France? And look at the lineup. There's only like yeah. two French players. <laughs> <laughs> and everything else is like Latino, African, everything else. It's like they understand what immigration could do to you, your team. Uh, yeah. uh, they're so good. It's just, I mean, and what's his name is not even playing. It's like, it's, I think, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think uh, I did set it from the beginning, France, Argentina. And I want Argentina to win it. But I think France will win it again, back to back. Since who knows when? But it's being interesting, man. It's just see Korea, uh, Korea go, Japan go, uh, uh, you know, Belgium and and Germany not even score, not even win two or something. It's just, yeah, they, it's they been, didn't even it's win one. It's been crazy. Uh, they did win one. They won their last game, didn't they? But then that was like that was dead rubber at that point. Yeah, it's been crazy. It's been really good. I, I think what's really worked for me is that it's been like the kickoffs have been really good times as well. They've been like two, what was it three and seven uh, with the group stages or even in the morning, there was one in the morning as well. So it was like 12, three and seven. Yeah, it's just been awesome. There's been football on all the time, which I've I've absolutely loved. Um, yeah, it's been cool. Uh, it's an absolute sham that's in Qatar, but the same time you know it's been the quality of it's been good so yeah well russia one time and then qatar hey it's going to be the united states next time so exactly Exactly. you're coming by right yeah absolutely be your face painted are you ready for this are you hanging on the edge of your seat i need a break are you ready are you ready for this are you hanging on the edge of your seat i need a break are you ready Are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? I need a break. Uh. Out of the doorway, the bullets rip. Repeat to the sound of the beat. 
we are going to talk about my trip and parenting. But we have a little segment called Andy's Jokes. And since we've been up for like three years, I want to hear a joke from Andy. The way it works is that Andy tells one joke. Yep. If you're lucky, he will tell two jokes. Sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's not. It all depends on you, your opinion. And you can send me an email. Hello at josedelaroca.com. Ladies and gentlemen, he here, here, here is the man, the legend, the one that will tell you two jokes once in a while. But since he's a little bit sad that England didn't win against France, even though he's very positive that one day England would beat France. Here is the man, the legend, all the way from England, Andy, with Andy's Jokes. I'm going to go quick this week. I'm going to change it up. Let's shift it up. <laughs> Jose, what is the fastest liquid on earth? I don't know. Milk. It's pasteurized before you know it. Because you have to pasteurize milk. And you can send me an email. Hello at josedelarroca.com. Let me know whether Andy's jokes, one joke this is good or not. <laughs> The tamales. I, at least you didn't <laughs> try to explain it like for three minutes. But yeah, I you you know when it's a bad one, and you're like, this 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 is a bad one. So yeah, needed to move on as quick as possible. So since we're a dad podcast, you had uh, how's your son doing? He's good. I took him. So my son is almost five. He doesn't really like football. <laughs> but I occasionally take him to football games to see what he does. It's fascinating. Uh, he gets bored very, very quickly. So we went to my local team, which is AFC Porchester. Quite a low level of football, but quite fun. Uh, under fives are free. That's why I take him. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it, you know, it's like, look, can you, my wife is like, look, just, just take him somewhere, take him somewhere. Like, okay. We'll, Wait, we'll do they there. even believe that he is under five? Because, I mean, I know he is, but yeah. th- he looks He's like a, a little unit. football player, like a little <laughs> rugby player. They probably see him and be like, no, nah, that guy is 10. Yeah, but it's fine. I, I think, you know, usually their attendances are like 100 and 110 people. So I, think I just <laughs> appreciate a couple more people turning up. Um, but I went with my, my father-in-law, uh, Kevin, who's awesome. Uh, and he said that my son was really well behaved. My son only really got into it in the last 20 minutes when I told him there's only 20 minutes to go. He's like, yay. And I was like, we're rooting for the orange team. He's like, why are we rooting for the orange team? I'm like, because they are our local team. He's like, okay. So he started rooting for them. He was shouting things like, oh my goodness, whenever they got near the goal. That was quite fun. Uh, and yeah, uh, we played lots of tag. He had a massive sausage roll. He, uh, it, it's fine. So we did that. We're doing that more. I ask him random points in the week if he likes going. Sometimes he says yes. 
most of the time he says no. Uh, so yeah, that that's an ongoing experiment. And then my daughter, who is coming up to just past eighteen months, can say row row when she wants row 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 your boat, and that's awesome. Apart from the fact she says it all the time, so I am listening to row 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 your boat all the time and other related nursery rhymes, which are all collectively in her eyes known as row row. So. Yeah, uh, so everything's going well in the in the, in the parenting side of things. To be honest, uh, neither of them are ill at the moment. Touch wood, so that's good. No coughs, colds, no nothing. Um, and uh, it is my son's nativity play on Tuesday. So yeah, I've he, got that. He's to, in a play. To to. Yeah, he's in a. So they do like when you're in reception class in the UK, which is like kindergarten in the US. They have like a, uh, like it's 20 minutes or 30 minutes. I don't know how long it is. Uh, I've never been to one. I'm not really looking forward to going to this one, to be honest. Um, it's uh, <laughs> basically like it's the story of Jesus and his birth with, you know, the donkey and Mary riding a donkey and the three wise men riding camels, I presume. I don't really know. They're riding something and, uh, or maybe they walk. I don't really know. Uh, <laughs> and um, they, uh, yeah, they, they do that. Um, and my son's like, he's super excited to do it, but he's kind of nervous to do it at the same time. So yeah, it should be quite fun. But what I really like is that they are only giving us two tickets to it. And um, I said to my wife, like, so am I going to this? And she's like, yeah, you're going to this. I'm like, Oh, okay. Do you not want to? Is there no? You don't want to give the tickets to someone else or anything? No, I, I'm not saying that I don't want to go. I'm just saying, you know, there, there might be other people that may want to go more. And she's like, "No, you're going." I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool." So I'm I'm going to that. That'll be fun. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll I'll report back and let you know. Um, well, I would like to go because ima- I mean, you know, your son and you love him, but yeah. you don't really know the other kids or love them, so just. <laughs> I would like to go and just have that impregnated in my mind so yeah. I could like laugh later on because you don't <laughs> laugh at that point. Because imagine four-year-olds, five-year-olds doing all that stuff and, just, and just having he- adult humans trying to control them and make them do things. It, it must be like chaos. And of course, because you have sense of where you are you don't laugh at that time but then like later on you're are with your lovely wife and at some point you say hey did you see steve what a dem is <laughs> <laughs> so there's definitely room for that and i like uh there's there's the only other thing is like it would be good to see what the other kids are like but like they're all dressed up and stuff, man. Like there's, there's going to be two kids inside a donkey. It's going to be like it's going to be difficult to know. I mean, if you were in drugs or alcoholic, that's like the best thing to go. Forget the World Cup. Let's go see Steve and Junior inside a donkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll let you know. I just, I, yeah, I'm just going to be too nervous, man. I think that's my thing. It's like watching England. Like, you don't enjoy watching England in a World Cup. It's going to be the same with my son. Like, I'm not going to enjoy watching him do his thing in this in in this play. I'm not. I'm just going to be too nervous for him. And then I'll give him like a massive hug when he's done. Obviously, 
uh, and like you know he will love it once he's done. But I know he's going to be a little bit nervous. So yeah. Wait, um, what's his part? I think he's the innkeeper, right? What does Which, that mean? So in the story, Mary they can't find an inn. So I think there is Mary and Joseph knock on different doors to ask if there is any space <laughs> at the inn. And I think the line is basically like, no, there's no space. So that's why he ends up giving birth in a stable. I think So I think he's an innkeeper. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because well, they had they had multiple donkeys at some point. <laughs> I was going to say, like... at least it's not like tree number three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I'm I'm really shocked because like my son never shuts up, uh, <laughs> so I was really expecting them to do like for him to be a narrator or something like that. But yeah, it's 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 all good. It's all good. Uh, yeah, we've already seen him get stage fright, but that was when he was back at nursery a little bit. So yeah, and he's four as well. Like. You know, who cares? As long as he doesn't pee his pants on stage, it's, it's a win, right? So, yeah. And what was the thing you wanted to tell me that he was doing there? Oh, uh, we had our first, like, school altercation uh, where he came home and was like, didn't seem upset. He was very matter-of-fact about it, where he was like, I think I got in a fight today. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Cool. Do you want to talk about it? He's like, no, I'm okay. I'm like, okay. Well, let me know if you want to talk about it. And then he talked about it eventually. He was like, yeah. And then the more that we talked about it, this is the weird thing about talking to four-year-olds is that they're kind of full of rubbish and um, you need to like have a third party verify it. So we, me and my wife were quite worried because the more that we talked to him about it, the more he was like, yeah, and it wasn't just like one kid. It was like a couple of kids. I'm like, oh, okay. Were you okay? He's like, yeah. Think so, and I was like, "Are you hurt?" I was like, "No." I was like, oh, "Okay." And then we talked to the teacher about it, and something happened. Um, and the other thing I wanted to say was, "Wait, so your son's like, I think I was in a fight. You want to talk about it? No, but you should check on the other guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> remember, I'm, um, I'm the rugby player. So apparently, there was a game that that, that, that got out of hand a little bit. Um, but like there was, there was nothing bad, so it was all good. Uh, and he's he's really enjoying school, which is massively good, amazing. Um, and all four year olds talk to each other in this kind of weird, like everything turned up to eleven, no volume moderation. Like, hi, how's everything going? Yeah, I'm great. No, don't do that. Come do this. Um, so watching four year olds interact with each other is just like it's just hilarious. It's like it's it's such a basis for our broken society. It's just like, and then you throw a ball, and everybody goes like, ball. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and the only other thing I wanted to say is, obviously, it's freaking cold in the UK at the moment. Um, and we uh, central heating is massively expensive. We're spending about 10 quid a day on central heating costs. Jesus. Which is a nightmare. Um, but my son is basically already cottoned on to the fact that I'm full of, full of crap a lot of the time because... Yesterday when we were playing in the playroom, which is soon going to be my office. Haven't told anyone yet. Just going to do it one day and just see how that goes. Uh, just change it all around. Um, he basically, uh, we came, we went into the the playroom, started playing, and I said, "This is the warmest room in the house. We should be in here more often." And he was like, "Yeah, you're right. 
we should be here more often. I was like, okay. And then the sun came up a little bit and we've got like this little area at the back of the house. It's kind of, we call a sunroom because it's got big windows and the sun comes in and it kind of heats it up. And then about a couple of hours later, I said, I, you know, I think this is actually the warmest room in the house. How amazing is that? He's like, Daddy, you said the other room was the warmest room in the house. They can't both be the warmest room in the house. Did you? Were you lying? And I was like, no, I wasn't lying. It was just, you know, different opinion, different times. He's like, Daddy, I think you make stuff up most of the time. I was like, oh, okay. I, I, I don't. He's like, yeah, I've, I've noticed it. I'm like, oh, okay. It's like, yeah, four-year-olds are really weird. And they have like these like awakenings of consciousness where they seem much older than they actually are and you realize that they pay attention but they don't pay attention most of the time uh but yeah so already my son knows that <laughs> sometimes i'm full of shit which is a good lesson i guess i don't know well, he's kind of seeing through you he yeah. should have been like when is my birthday and you would have you would have been like uh, no i know it's fine i know it. it's cool i the only reason why i know it is because it's about a month away <laughs> When is Mama's birthday? And you're going to be like... <clears throat> I know that one as well. If you ask me when my wedding anniversary was, that would be difficult. What's up, guys? Jose de la Roca here. And I'm happy to announce that I have partnered up with Live Bearded to share with you all the amazing products that make my beard feel and look this good. So go check them out online at livebearded.com and use my promo code de la Roca. To get 10% off your order. Go check those guys out because they're amazing bearded guys just like I am. And they only have one mission. For the beer men to look, feel, and be their best. So go check them out online at livebearded.com and use my promo code DELAROCA to get 10% off your order. That is DELAROCA. D-E-L-A-R-O-C-A. You just remind me of something that literally just happened this morning. Uh... People that don't know me, I'm very short, like super short, like 12-year-olds are taller than me, literally. Uh, so uh, my girl went to a party in Mexico because it's only like three hours away, and she was on her way here, so we're just watching TV, and it's been like an hour since we woke up, and I'm like, are you hungry? She's like, yeah, and it's waffles because waffles always happens on Sundays. Sundays is Sunday waffle. And my girl, who is kind of normal height for a girl, uh, put the waffle maker kind of a little high. And it's fine. It's been there. And I have done waffles many times since she moved the waffle maker on top. And I usually grab a little spatula and pull it a little bit and grab it and this time, I guess I pulled it too much where it kind of the waffle thing fucking open and it came down and I wasn't able to even catch it. And the thing just goes, Papa. And then my son goes like, what? What was that? I'm like, don't worry about it. So I kind of start picking it up and I see that it's broken from the side, but it's actually still functioning. So you could the only thing that broke is the cover the of the top where you could see where all the the wires are. Yeah. But where you put the, the the batter and where you close it, everything's fine. So literally just the plastic top where you could where it covers the wires broke. But this motherfucker comes by because he's five. I mean because he's seven and he's a kid. <laughs> 
And then he's like, did you break my waffle maker? <laughs> and I'm like, no, everything's fine. And I'm trying to pick it up. And he comes closer. And he's like, you break a lot of stuff. <laughs> and I was about to flip when he says, look, it's a lot of stuff. And I said, ah, okay. Because yeah. I thought he meant like, you motherfucker break everything. And I was going to flip. <laughs> and I said, really? Don't you remember you're seven? And I had to remind you to like clean your butt all the time. But I didn't say that. And I just like stay calm. And then he's <laughs> like, are you going to buy me a new one? And I, I just, I'm like, <laughs> and then I'm like, and I'm like, look, it still works. And if it doesn't work, I'll just buy you a new one. And why don't you help me out and give me some slack? Because you break stuff too, right? If it's an accident, it's an accident. And then he says, why you didn't use a chair? <laughs> and I'm like, look, man, go watch your TV. Give me a break. I love you, but say, say another thing and see what happens. Quick question, Jose. Does your wife put things on shelves, or, or your partner put things on shelves that she knows you can't get to? I'm pretty sure she does. Because <laughs> I definitely do that to my wife all the time. It it's just a little. It's just great. It just never gets. That's right. Day. I haven't met literally your wife. So is no. she shorter than you? She not by a lot, but I'm at like what am I? I'm probably five seven eight maybe. I don't know. Um, and there's enough tasty things in the house where I can put them on a top <laughs> shelf. She can't get to it, and that's always great. Um, yeah. Well, on behalf of your wife and myself, go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, anyways, I went to Guatemala. Guess what? And if you're following me online, yes, I'm back. Don't think. <laughs> Somebody, like, like a lot of people think I'm still over there. Uh, so just to let everybody know, I'm very private. So, um like when I went to Ireland and I saw Andy, I didn't post anything until I got back because yeah. uh, I like to enjoy things. So I post everything when I'm like drinking my coffee at six in the morning here. And it's funny because like three people like during this week, I, I came back on Monday and during the week, three people were like, oh, I hope you have fun and think that's so great that you're over there. And, and I'm like <laughs> just laughing. I mean. Because um, when I was there, I was just enjoying the whole thing. And I was, you know, reconnecting with everything. So I came to the United States when I was 15 in 1999. And I was able to finally go back after 23 years. I was able to go back to the motherland, which is Guatemala for me. And uh, why 23 years? Well, first, I came legally and stayed illegally. I waited 11 years patiently, and I did it the right way, and I became a resident. Then I waited five more years, and I became a citizen. And when I became a citizen, I was in a very broke stage where, like, I was not making any money, and I was a dad, and I've been a dad for since... Uh, for a long time and I needed to take care of priorities and I needed to make sure uh, 
my family was fed and we were doing the right things and instead of going to Guatemala and spend money that I didn't have so I had my priorities set and now that I'm able to have multiple jobs and then doing okay uh, I decided to buy a, a plane ticket to go visit the whole family and when I was there people were asking me so what is it that what are your plans and my plans were None. I literally left with no plans. Um, the only thing I really wanted to do was to go see where I grew up. Uh, the place that I grew up, the place that I thought it was huge and immersive and where I fell and everything. So a little backstory uh, for reasons that we don't need to go into detail because it happened already. So it doesn't really matter. So my brother's history my history and my last name history de la roca was kind of erased in a way that somebody close to me that is not my dad but is my mom uh kind of lost everything meaning pictures and documents and the car that my bro- that my granddad left for my brother let's just say everything got wiped up and wiped out and I don't have pictures of my childhood. My brother doesn't have pictures of our childhood. So let's say if I'm like if I'm thinking, oh, I grew up in this place, I don't have something that backs me up. And here in this country, it's only my brother, my mom, and I. And I don't have anybody else that I could be like, hey, remember when I grew up in this place and I fell? And they will be like, yes, I remember. So I literally didn't have anybody to back my memories. So like, for example, you, right? Like you being in the same place your whole life and you have your family yeah. and you could be like having a barbecue and some, and then somebody says, hey, remember when we went to so-and-so and then we fell and we had a great time and somebody says, yes, I remember that. Well, I don't yeah. have none of that stuff, like literally nothing. I could be sh- just making shit up. And nobody could say yes or no, right? So I literally just went back not to only, to, I mean, to reconnect with my family, to see my family, but literally just to reconnect with my childhood to see if what I thought my childhood was, if the memories were true, if everything that I experienced I remember was true. And yeah, I mean, every time I ask people about things, they confirmed it. Every time people will talk about other things that we did, I will be confirmed. I asked about like simple things like, hey, did you ever see me with my dad? And they would be like, nope, we never saw your dad around. Or, hey, did I grow up here and we did this? They were like, yes. And it was also nice to see other people that kind of looked like me and acted like me. And the the I stay with my with my cousin and her um, husband and I saw my cousin be nervous all the time and get you know like worry about things and I'll be like cool and it's funny because we were uh, having dinner the second day that I was there and I was telling them why I wanted to go back and just be like hey it's funny that there's somebody that looks like me has the same last name and you know, has the same quirks as me. And then and then I literally said, and I could just come back and say, look, I have two weird thumbs. And <laughs> and then hopefully somebody has one. And it's, guess what? Three people have weird thumbs as I do. 
everybody nice. was like, I have the same ones and me too and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then and everybody makes fun of me. And a girl had only one and not the other one, which is kind of weird because at least I had the pair. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, that's basically what I went, you know, for. Did, did, and did you go on your own or did you go with with, with family or? Uh, no, I went by myself. The reason nice. that I did that is because if I took my son, I would have gone as a dad. And yeah. if I go as a dad, I would have not enjoyed anything because I would have been focused on the well-being on of my son. So yeah. uh, when I purchased the ticket, uh, everybody was like, why don't you bring the family? And I literally told them, I was like, if I take my son, I'll be going as a dad and worrying about him and not enjoying what I'm doing, what I'm eating, the conversation I'm having with you or having the freedom of taking a bus to a place I've never been to and yeah. or taking a bus full of other people or going to a bad street and not worrying about <laughs> myself, but worrying about him. And so I literally didn't take the family for that reason because I wanted to do this for myself and I wanted to enjoy it for myself and just relax and literally sometimes do nothing and watch soccer games with my family and things like that so it was when you it was fun. when you when you say that to people because i've had that as well and i totally agree with you and you absolutely made the right decision but i definitely when i'm talking to people and they've like said oh you should take your wife and take your son uh, and their old daughter or whatever and then you come back at them no because i i want to have a good time i think they they, they when they hear that because i've definitely said that to people like, i've seen them like physically recoil like they've unearthed some kind of secret that i don't enjoy third time with my family <laughs> which is obviously not true like i totally get it i totally get it um well, and like, I mean, if you answer like that, yeah, I think you need to start by saying, <laughs> uh, I worry too much about my son. So, yeah, rather than, yeah, 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 maybe, maybe you need to sugarcoat it a little bit more. I don't know. Um, or I needed to sugarcoat it more. Um, but how did you feel now that you're back? Do you feel like you've got more of a kind of a more of a connection than, than you did when you left? Connection? No, uh, to be honest. Uh, no, so uh, I'm glad. So it was very, I learned a lot. So mm -hmm. I went to this place where there's two ladies that are 94 and 92. And they're like bright as, they're brighter than you and I. Uh, they're brighter than anybody that I ever know. And uh, they know a lot of his, they are my mom's cousins and um, they, I know them since I was little, and I used to go to their house, and I remember their mom, and I used to make... And they're very old school, very educated women, and they have received, like, every single award in, the, in my country of Guatemala. They have the highest awards of education and stuff like that. They're very high-level educated women and old school and stuff like that. And I went to ask questions like, how did my grandpa and grandma met and how did my history did and uh my history kind of it's kind of it's a book itself and one day i could talk about it because um it's being recorded like the the culture the house 
of cu- the culture. The, there's a whole building in that place. It's the culture house, and the yeah. name of the building it's in honor of my uncle. Whoa! Yeah, so the whole building, which is the culture house of Quetzaltenango, let's say the culture house of a state in the United States, or the culture house of uh, Portsmouth. It's imagine it's being named after your uncle. It's a huge thing, right? And uh, uh, so I was able to learn about him. He was actually murdered uh, because he wanted to bring education back in the days. Uh, Simple as that. Uh, But I, I was able to learn about my history and how did my uh, my uh, grandma and grandpa met and my uncles and my mom and stuff like that. So I learned a lot of my history. Did I am I am I more connected? Uh, I'm not sure because let me put it this way. So when I came to this country, um, I left this place called San Jacinto. San Jacinto is where I grew up and. Uh, my mom and I and my grandma uh, lived there in a house for a long time. And then my grandma got sick and we had to take care of her. And at nine years old, I was already helping my mom shower her and change her diapers and stuff like that. And then uh, life happens and my mom started to make less money and we needed to move. She bought a a place, a building, and made it into school, which the school failed, and that became our new house. And uh, we started with okay money, and then it turned out to be like I we become a little bit poor, not like super poor, but we we're not like we couldn't afford a car or gas, or uh, I was eating like the same meals all the time and things like that. I still had a roof over my head and. I was able to eat and go to school and stuff like that. But let's just say our living situation started to get worse and worse and worse. Not the reason why I came, actually. I came, I was still okay. I came because I wanted to be with my brother. I wanted to have the brother that I never had. And I wasn't the most popular person over there, so I didn't have much friends and stuff like that. So moving here wasn't something that I needed to do or I, I just wanted to do it. And my brother said, why don't you just come in there with me? I said, okay. It's not like I have to, right? So so going back to where I grew up, uh, I had this image of like, it's such a big place and fun things and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But after going back and seeing how small everything is, how, let's just say, not okay everything is, Live in that place after just going around for like five minutes and seeing that everything was not what I remember and how everything has become. I came out saying, I am so glad I left and moved to the United States because at the at the situation I was in, the circumstances that we had, uh the life that we were having at the time i don't know that i could have survived i don't i don't know if i would have had uh great opportunities or i mean i became an alcoholic here imagine over there 
Uh, mm. So who knows? But I am pretty sure that I made the right decision to move to the United States. I left that little place and I said, I am so glad I moved. So I don't know if that answers the question. <laughs> no, it, it definitely does. It definitely does. And I think... Um, It's a little bit of a quest as you get older, right? And, and, and once you become a dad, it, you want to know more about your genesis as a person and like why you are the way that you are, especially with your foibles and stuff. Um, as in not your personal foibles, like all of our foibles uh, that we have and the weird little, um, you know, chinks that we've all got in our armor. So yeah, I, it's it's really good. I mean, what I would say is that some of the pictures that you put on Facebook are absolutely awesome. Um, I especially like, and it looked so idyllic, the pictures that you took as well. Uh, so maybe um, definitely uh, you could be a like a uh, brand ambassador for Guatemala. <laughs> Get some sponsorship on the show. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a brave thing to do, man, as well. Like, because you never know I don't know about you, but I, I uh, like I, I'm a similar age to you, um, a tiny bit younger, but we won't bring that up incessantly. Uh, and um, I, I find that I'm forgetting more and more about my childhood. Um, and the, the even if you live in the same place and you surround yourself with the same people, like they they start forgetting things, um, and you find that there are things that your son or daughter will do that will be like, oh my God, I wonder where that comes from. That's really weird. Uh, I don't have anything physical like the thumbs thing, but my my daughter's like incredibly risk averse, like to a point where it takes her about an hour to get settled into a place. And it took her like a few weeks to get settled into nursery before she started like walking around other places and things like that. So yeah, um, I... I that quest to find out more about yourself is yeah it's always always a really good thing to do do you think it's the kind of thing where you'll need to do that like going forward like more frequent like would you want to do it or do you think that's like oh, i've done that now i'm good for 20 years uh so i i had a thing that i wanted to see and hmm. and literally ask people, hey, I have this memory. Is it true? Mm. And they said, yes, it's true. And I was like, I want to go to this place and see if it really happened, right? Mm. And it happened. Uh, I went to see people that I haven't seen in years. I went to say hello. But I also went to say goodbye. Uh, yeah. I, I literally, I was honest to people. I came here to reconnect and close a chapter, right? Mm. Uh, I I will say it a thousand times. My number one job responsibility in this world is to be a dad. And that's what I'm focusing at the moment. So I needed to go and reconnect and make sure that I wasn't lying to myself, that those memories or things that happened to me were truth. And that was it. So we closed that chapter and stuff. Uh, uh, I told people I already have my, my vacations planned until 2027. Uh, so it's, uh, if you ask me, do I want to go back? I do. Am I going to go back? There's no plans at all, like at all to go back. Uh, it's hard to say. I literally didn't say goodbye to some people, but I was saying goodbye to some people. Mm. If you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Cause 
some people are just a little bit old and it was nice to spend time and they're not like super connected to me and stuff like that but there's people that i know a lot of times and i just went and say goodbye just like i went to say goodbye to the place where i lived in yeah, <laughs> and yeah. if i ever go back i'm not going back there well why uh um um So I went to close a chapter of my life, basically. So am I going back? Maybe, because... So let me put it... <laughs> uh, to finish everything up, I want to say a couple of things about Guatemala. Uh, I don't... I think I have said it many times that I'm the black sheep of the family where everybody is doctors, lawyers, and stuff like that. That is literally true. Over there in Guatemala, man, everybody's a big-time lawyer, big-time teacher. They have great jobs. They have great opportunities and that's because they had really good foundations right like they had my uncle who is 85 gave people a good life and they were a nice family and people marry good people and they're doing absolutely amazing and uh not nothing to i don't want to put what they're doing you know down but it's funny because In, in a third world country, either you become like a lawyer or a big time teacher or you can really make it. Otherwise, you'll be poor, I guess, you know, because it's still yeah. a third world country. Uh, so I'm glad and so happy for them because they're doing absolutely great. I mean, let's just say this. When I left San Jacinto in Guatemala, I left with uh, uh, knocked out. Sketchers, they were not even sketchers, they were like skeechers or some shit like that. My <laughs> pants were like, mm, just say old. I had like a raggedy t shirt. I came to the United States like that. And when I went back to San Jacinto, I had a driver. <laughs> And one of the drivers, it wasn't like that I, that's how I wanted to go. It's just the story that uh, I could probably tell it one day. Let's just say, One of my family members is is uh, married to somebody that has a really good job, that has a driver. And that day, particularly, they knew I was uh, we were going to go to that place and my cousin was going to drive. But instead, they sent the driver and the driver <laughs> took us to there. <laughs> and the driver shows up with really nice coffee and gives it to me that I brought it back. Nice. So nice. I don't... It, Life is funny, and I left as a little chubby. I wasn't chubby. I was already getting skinny. I was, you know, I left with full set of hair, uh, skinny and very poor, and I came back with no hair and with a driver. <laughs> so, uh, which I didn't pay for it or ask. It just happened to me. It just, you know, like somebody, we were supposed to do something with the person. We were actually supposed to go and on a helicopter ride to go see the volcanoes. Guatemala yeah. has 30 volcanoes and three of them are active. And one of the tourist things is you pay like $100 and they take you on a helicopter ride and you go see the volcanoes up close. And we were going to do that, but the guy was looking for the tickets and they were all sold out. So instead, he just sent his driver to take me around anywhere I want. So I said, why not? Uh, so... Another thing I want to say is that my family, they're all nice, man. They were all nice. Yeah. I mean, its it was just, and they're all down to earth. They are have they have had good jobs. They're having good jobs. 
one of my cousin's husband, such a nice guy. He's like big time lawyer in the like, uh, 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 in the in the system of Guatemala, and he was funny. They were all great. Everybody treated me amazing. Uh, everybody was nice. Everybody was welcoming. Uh, another thing that I was very amazed and surprised is that their kids are so well behaved. Everything, mm -hmm. thank you. Everything, good morning. Uh, uh, I went to a wedding, which was so much fun. And because I don't, <laughs> what one thing that I do a lot over there is they drink a lot. Uh, yeah. uh, one of the things that I had to do is like I was the designated driver uh, for a lot of people. So I brought a lot of people back to where we're staying and then there were a couple kids there so at two in the morning uh you know we're all going to bed we're talking and then 13 year olds old kids were just passing by and say hey thanks for everything have a good night uh and blah 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 and i was like jesus these are 13 year olds and so everybody was very respectful very well mannered very nice very welcoming um It was just an amazing experience that I, yeah. uh, I wasn't ex. I was. It was not something that I wanted to experience or I was expecting to experience. But it was very, it was a very nice experience that everybody uh, made it into a very nice experience that I would cherish for the less, rest of my life and be nice. Uh, I remember like thinking, I I'm going to be honest. I, I was thinking, I'm like, should I take my iPhone? Are they going to steal my iPhone? Are they going to abduct me and ask for ransom? I was <laughs> literally thinking that. I was thinking they're going to like kidnap me and ask for ransom. They're going that's, to. That's so you, dude. They're going to like <laughs> put a gun on me and ask for my iPhone. And, yeah, all your sketches. Oh my! <laughs> and guess what? I get there. All the kids have iPhone 14s. Yeah, people yeah. are driving like Land Rovers. Uh, uh, now I'm going to describe Guatemala, the city, in this way. Guatemala, the city, is like downtown LA, where one street is Skid Road, and the next street is where the millionaires are. So Guatemala is yeah. like that. There's one place that is really bad. And then you're in another place where it's really good. So it's like hit or miss. And they all coexist. The worst thing about Guatemala City is the traffic. Traffic is bad. Everybody, There's so many motorcycles that it feels like they're attacking you every time you drive. Yeah. Um, and every single experience that I had with somebody that was not my family... Strangers, uh, waiters, people at grocery stores, so polite. Everybody was so polite. <laughs> I was like amazed. I was like even feeling like like a piece of shit for not saying thank you all the time. People yeah. walking out of the restroom, they would be like, hey, good morning. Or like, hey, excuse me. Or like, I was like, fucking, do they teach manners <laughs> one-on-one to everybody? And if you don't say manners... Like, you get shot or here? I mean, the whole experience was amazing. I mean, there's nothing else that I could say, but to thank my whole family, they are doing great. I'm happy for them. They're amazing people, well-mannered, good-hearted, and the whole Guatemala experience was great. Nothing really bad. I mean, besides the traffic and so many fucking motorcycles 
Yeah, it was amazing. But you live in a you live in LA, right? So you're, you're used to the traffic. I know this is like I don't give a shit traffic thing. Like, <laughs> like, like you're driving and 15 cars are trying to get in line, and if you don't move, you're going to crash. I don't know how they make. I don't know how they drive over there. This is scary. Yeah. Let me tell you about peanut crunch. These baked peanuts puffs are so delicious, my son and I cannot stop eating them. Seriously, we cannot stop. Peanut Crunch are a delicious and healthy peanut treat. They have the power of vegan peanut protein, rice, beans, and a wonderful crunch that keeps active kids and adults on the go. I came across Peanut Crunch when I was watching Shark Tank, and I just decided to help out a fellow Central American entrepreneur and buy his product. So I decided to get it. And when I got them, I found out how delicious these baked peanut puffs were. And I became hooked ever since. Go check them out at peanut.com. That is P-N-U-F-F.com. P-N-U-F-F.com. And use my promo code de la roca and you will get 10% off your order. I'm telling you guys, I cannot stop eating this great baked peanut puffs. Peanut Crunch, P N U F F dot com. That is P N U F F dot com. Promo code De La Roca. Well, that's amazing, man. Well, I'm glad that you're back. You should definitely put your photos on social media as well. Uh, yeah, I've been enjoying looking at them, uh, and it looks—it just looks super idyllic. Um, yeah, it's a very yeah. tourist place. Um, like Antigua, Guatemala, I want to say the population is 50% Guatemalans and 50% American or European. I mean, everybody talk, was speaking in English there. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know if I... Well, okay. So we are, we are staying in Antigua, Guatemala. One of my cousin's husband owns a house that has 10 rooms. Yep. Yep. Like, like that and we're all staying there and across the street there's this place called El Bosque which is the jungle uh, and it's a restaurant within a restaurant so it's an open restaurant which is has a brewery and the brewery has a bunch of benches where you could sit and drink but to the left there's a restaurant and to the back there's a restaurant and to the right there's another restaurant and if you sit at the brewery Waiters would come and be like, hey, this is our menu. If you like anything, just shout out us and we'll come and we'll bring your food here and blah, blah. So we started to order. We're having a good time. We're watching the games. I think Brazil was playing at the time. And it was very early. And then people started to come. People started to show up. And let's just say everybody looks like they're from Guatemala. And here comes... A blonde girl, blue eyes, that stands out with somebody that either was from Guatemala or from Europe. And everybody there is having a good time, have its well-mannered. And here comes the white chick. And she has a dog. She sits on a bench, orders a beer, and decides to let her dog free. And this fucking dog is terrorizing people. Ugh. Starts playing with other dogs and biting them. Does she give us a shit? Nope. 
But she's not caring. And people are being nice, like, oh, uh, please don't do this. And she was like, oh, he's fine. She's talking in English. And to top it all off, she goes to the back of us and starts smoking. And I turned to my family and I said it had to be the fucking American. <laughs> I'm not saying she's American, but she looked and sounded like it. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, what the fuck, man? I come to Antigua and we're having a good time. And here comes this girl and that's the dog that is barking, terrorizing all the dogs, jumping on 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 tables. <laughs> and then she's in the back smoking and I had to breathe her s- smoke. Anyway, that's not good. Not good. Antigua was great. Quetzaltenango was great. The food was great. My family was great. I mean, there's nothing. Would I do it again? Definitely. Am I going to do it soon? I don't think so. I got to worry about myself, my son, my girl, and our well-being. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> and the future World Cup as well. Uh, yeah. No, it's it's good. It's good. Um, I'm, I'm glad. It's given me a new place potentially to visit at some point as well. We definitely cool. will go. Let's just say I have a lot of people that have houses and there's free rooms everywhere. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was funny because uh, my 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 cousin had a discovery, a 2016 discovery, and that thing is amazing. I, I was even thinking of getting one when it got back, but no. Any last thoughts? Any last goodbye? Hellos? Uh, I we're coming to the end of the year. I reckon we'll definitely fit in at least one more pod before the end of the year. Um, and uh, yeah, just thank you to uh, for people for listening as always. Thank you for putting up with the World Cup stuff and a sad England fan talking at the beginning. Um, and just much love to you, man, uh, always for, for doing this. And um, uh, yeah, it's, it's always fun to chat and, and catch up. And I'm glad your travels went well. And uh Yeah. It's it's going to be exciting times for everyone, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, Christmas is going to be good. We we haven't mentioned Christmas at all, which is crazy. This is going out on like the eleventh of December, but maybe we can we can do something with that the next time. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's always good to chat. That, that that's the main thing I want to say because it's been you know it's been a while since the last podcast. So I know that's right. Christmas is coming. Anyways, yeah. uh, shout out to all my family, everybody that I met, everybody that say hello, thank you, welcome, hello mister, anything I could help you with. Uh, I left very differently, I went back very differently, and I'm I'm glad I did the decisions I did, uh, and I'm happy where I am, and I'm trying to work hard, so my family and I could play hard. Till next time, my name is Jose, Jose de la Roca. Guatemala, I miss you. Would I go visit you again? Definitely. Ah, in a little bit. Not right up. But thanks for everybody. And until next time. Goodbye. <laughs>